This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 194. This week's best IELTS vocabulary questions from the Three Keys Facebook group. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. There is a lot going on in our Three Keys IELTS Facebook group. Today, you'll get three questions and three answers about IELTS vocabulary from Three Keys students. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica, what's been going on in Portland? Anything, hey, Lindsay. Anything interesting? Yeah? Um, what's interesting in Portland? So much. So much is interesting <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> Well, I've been seeing a lot of movies lately. So oh. recently, um, David Bowie passed away, right? That was a big deal mm. recently. And mm-hmm. at the little theater near my apartment, they're showing oh. um, an old sci-fi movie that he did, his first film appearance called The Man Who Fell to Earth. So I went to go see uh. that yesterday. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. It was strange. <laughs> it's like any, I yeah. don't know, any like sci-fi movie from the 70s. There's this certain like cheesy quality about it and like the the pacing of it is really foreign because like no movies are paced like that today. Like I didn't feel like there was any sort of climax. It just kind of just kind of kept going. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like that. And again, for our listeners, I mean, there are ways to use movies to prepare for IELTS, right? I mean, that's definitely something that we believe in here. Yeah. You just need to know how to do it right. For sure. And you know what, guys? You you could use this to set you apart from the crowd. We mm. talk a lot of, on our show and in our face or sorry, in a, in our course mm-hmm. about how to make yourself unique. How to sh- show the examiner that you are something special. You are above that 6. You are yeah. at that 7 or higher. And that we do that by showing the examiner that we um have this other level of English that other students don't have. And you know what, guys? A great way to do that is use your own personal interests to to yeah. watch movies that aren't the same as everybody else, not the newest blockbuster at the yeah. expensive <laughs> cinema. Like, go to some of the, like, I'm sure these don't exist in every country, but every country I've lived in, actually, there are always second-run movie theaters. And yeah. they have, like, older movies and, like, funky matinees and they're cheap tickets. Like, here, mm-hmm. it's, like, three bucks. Um, watch Whoa, something that's a little really? different. Like, I watched a sci-fi movie from the 70s. If I heard a student talk about that, about watching a sci-fi movie from the 70s, I would be so impressed. Like, (laughs) this student would be way more interesting to talk to than the other student talking about – 
Oh, what do students talk about? Prison break, um, Fast and the Furious, Friends. Yeah, like I don't want to hear about that anymore. (laughs) Right, because those shows like Friends, I know that our listeners – I mean, a lot of English students around the world seem to be obsessed with Friends, but Friends is more guided towards a mainstream uh, Mm -hmm. market, right? And these other niche movies are more geared towards weird interests. And when you talk about your interest – your eyes light up and you get that intonation yes. we keep talking about and exactly. you can't help but smile and that could really influence your score as we have already exactly. talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, so yesterday we talked about our power hour a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. That, it, that reminds me that in almost every power hour, um, this topic comes up that when, that I encourage students to talk about their, their personal examples, stories from their life, because as soon as they start talking about that, their fluency score goes up, their pronunciation yeah. score goes up, their vocabulary yes. score goes oh, up. Oh, look at that. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it influences everything. And it seriously is like a whole band point difference. If I hear a student talking about, um, what they like about their English grammar class because their teacher is nice and they have good partners, <laughs> like that's super boring. But if, you know, if I ask them what they're studying right now and they think of like something super funny that happened in class yesterday and tell me that story, yeah, that's going to be like a whole band above what their boring answer would be otherwise. Totally. I mean, I think it takes a certain level of spontaneity to be able to bring in our own interest, right? Oh, for sure. so, So guys, the point is to get to that level of spontaneity when you're in the test is to practice as much as possible in your study plan, right? We want to be used to bringing up topics that we're interested in. Exactly, exactly. That's why the the students who connect in our course and um, meet on Google Hangouts or Skype or WhatsApp or Facebook, whatever they're using to video chat with each other. Um, And then they talk and then they get to talk about um, their own culture, which is something that you don't practice talking about in English, but you must practice talking about in English because it comes up Mm. on the speaking test all the time. And if you're in our Facebook group in our course and you're meeting students from Brazil, from Saudi Arabia, from Russia, from Hong Kong, you're naturally going to talk about your culture because you're curious and you're having conversations with students from all over the world. So in so many ways, that will help you on your IELTS test. I love that. I love that. And we've got that built-in community in our course. So as soon as you join our course, guys, if you buy the full course, you get to introduce yourself to the group. uh, In the Facebook community, you tell us what your target score is and a bunch of people will welcome you. And all of a sudden, you have access to hundreds of students, right, to connect with and to practice on Skype with and to ask questions of Jessica anytime you want, right? And and yeah. speaking of the questions in the Facebook group, we were pretty active in there this week, Jessica. I've been right? busy. Yeah. yeah. I've been busy in the well, Facebook group. Good questions. I mean, what though. were some of the questions? Good question. What kind of questions did you get this week? Why don't we throw out a few of them All right, cool. and, and throw out our answers? I mean, what, yeah. what were we talking about in there? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first ones was, uh, let's see, could you please tell me the meaning of this sentence and when to use it? And then this person quoted a sentence that says, from 20 quarts and 15 quarts respectively in 1980, gas showed an initial fall and coal a gradual increase with the two fuels equal between 1985 and 1990. <laughs> Whoa. 
I know. That is such a complicated question. And it was interesting to me to watch the students post what they thought it meant because it's such a convoluted way of expressing an idea that I think to to students, this looks impressive because it is complicated. And they think, oh, well, that must get a higher score then. Um, (laughs) But actually, like the way it's trying to express this simple, more or less simple idea and making it complicated, that is, that is not a good way to communicate. So even though this sentence looks really impressive, um, it's confusing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Am, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. We have to remember to like type this question out in our okay. show notes. All right. right? Because we will. Confusing. We will. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll all that. it means is that the, uh, let's see. So coal, so gas started at 20 quarts. And coal started at 15 quarts in 1980. Those were their numbers. So this is a, a mm-hmm. task writing task one change over time question. All right. Okay. Good. So to know. gas and coal started at those initial numbers, 20 quarts and 15 quarts, and then um, gas started to fall and mm-hmm. coal started to increase until mm-hmm. um, 1985. They became equal, and then they <sighs> stayed equal until 1990. Like there are so many things going on in that sentence to try and make that into one sentence is questionable. I don't know why somebody would do that. (laughs) So where did, where did the student in our Facebook group get the sentence? Is this a a sentence that the person wrote themselves or is this a sentence that they read somewhere or what? Like they read it somewhere. It must have been in like a a model essay. I'm maybe in the back of one of the Cambridge books or something. Cause the, the model essays that you guys are reading, listeners that you guys are reading, um, are almost always written by examiners, obviously. Um, or, at least high level teachers that have been examiners in the past. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and I tend to do this too, like sometimes we try to impress ourselves or like in order to like <laughs> entertain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like use fancy vocabulary and fancy grammar and stuff like that. When actually there's, you know, we're losing out on the direct communication by trying yeah. to be fancy. So yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. We have to, yeah, don't, don't try and be too complicated because then that takes away from the communication and that'll make your score go down because you're making, because even I, who, you know, I live IELTS all day, every day. Even I had to stop for a second and read the sentence a few times and be like, okay, what? Like, what is this talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I think I, we know we've already said on the show a bunch of times that good writing in, in the real world is not necessarily good writing in IELTS. But I think there's yeah. a parallel here, though. The best writers in the world tend to communicate in a very simple but powerful way. Like I'm yes. thinking of Stephen Pressfield. I think I brought him up once before. He writes mm-hmm. about art and about entrepreneurship. And he's, yeah. he doesn't use any major fancy words. He doesn't need to. He knows how to bring the words together in a very concise, but the message ends up being exactly. so powerful and eloquent. It's incredible. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that the message, the message is what's important here. So like the motto of All Ears English, connection, not perfection. It's the message. It's the idea you're trying to communicate. So in our writing, guys, um, I think this is important to remember on, on test day and in your preparation is that the don't you need to stop worrying so much about the vocab and the grammar that is not the most important thing in your writing the most important thing is your ability to communicate clearly and that's what you're graded on and voc- good vocab and grammar help with that of course mm-hmm. of course it's all mm-hmm. part of the package but yeah. 
that clear communication is the priority, not yeah. a super convoluted <laughs> grammatical <laughs> sentence like this. Yeah. Don't lose the meaning for the words by trying to yeah. use flowery language, right? I mean, that's exactly. that's what will bring your score down. Yeah, wow. And when you go to university, the the professors are going to hate that if you try and sound too fancy. They just want the ideas. So you might as well start practicing yeah. that clear communication now. <laughs> well, it's tricky, though, Jessica, right? Because we know that in different cultures, it's the opposite, right? I've right. seen, you know, from some of my students in the past from Western Europe, not necessarily our IELTS students, but for other English tutoring stuff, I've seen much more flowery language being yeah. the norm in those cultures. Whereas here, for we sure. like the direct, concise, eloquent, you know, like, powerful message. So yeah. we were coming from different ways of writing, different styles. So that's yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just just be conscious of the fact that the direct communication in speaking and writing, like that's what we're after. Um, yeah. So there were two other really good language questions here. One was um, about the idiom making ends meet. So this is a really good idiom. Um, and the question was about if it's formal or informal, like where is it appropriate to use this on the test? Oh, um, so like if we're going by strict academic writing rules, um, we're not supposed to use lots of idioms like that. But as I've said before, guys, IELTS is unique. There are yeah. academic rules, academic writing rules that you can break in <laughs> order to get a higher score. So this phrase would be awesome to yeah. use in writing task two and anywhere on the speaking test, making ends meet. I think this, so this idiom means um, to make enough money to pay your bills. Yes. Basically. To survive. Yeah. To survive. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. not, nothing above that. You're just right. making enough money to survive, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this could come up in connection with so many IELTS topics, with um, with shopping, with food and health, with income, work, yep. being a student, Job. mm -hmm. jobs. Careers. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Yep. So oh. this is a great idiom to learn and practice using, guys, because you could definitely use it anywhere on the exam. If you're ready to take the next step and go deeper than this podcast and to get started with our insider method, you can do it for free in our free three video series. It's an IELTS masterclass that's designed to give you a taste of our insider method and strategies. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash insider, enter your email and you'll immediately get video one where you can start learning our strategies. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Mm, that gave me an idea for another episode. At some point, Jessica, we should do an episode on idioms that work across the entire exam, like multi-purpose yeah. idioms, you know, that our, Ooh, our listeners great. can just memorize like five of them. They could work all over the exam and they're so yeah. good and so powerful in so many different topics. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that soon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the last language question, um, this is about uh, contrast linking words. So guys, we talk all the time about how um, – in order to get high scores for fluency and coherence on the speaking test, and in order to get high scores for cohesion and coherence on the writing test, even though it's not natural, you guys have to use lots of linking words, a variety of yes. linking words all over the place in order to score highly in those <laughs> categories. So yeah. these two linking phrases the student asked about by contrast and on the contrary. 
Um, they mm. mean exactly the same thing, you guys. And mm-hmm. the grammatical structures of how you use them in a sentence, also exactly the same. So mm-hmm. they're used to link two contrasting ideas. So for example, we could say, um, Lindsay loves nonfiction, semicolon, by contrast, <laughs> comma, Jessica loves fiction. Or we could say, the same exact sentence, but just insert on the contrary. Like, that's it. Like, they're exactly the same. So these are, um, these higher level linking words, guys, do not use after a comma, use after a semicolon or Mm. period, start a new sentence, but they must go between the two ideas you're contrasting. Excellent. Excellent. Another really useful link, two other linking words that are going to work in different parts of the exam, right? Yeah, exactly. So guys, you really have to practice using phrases like this because you do need them in writing task one, writing task two, and speaking part three. You must use linking words like this because um, in speaking especially, students don't practice using these difficult linking words and then it's difficult for them to score a seven on the yeah. fluency and coherence because the examiner can't hear hear these other levels. So you right, have to right. practice using them and speaking answers also. Yeah. But one question. So this one sounds, to me, it sounds a little more formal. Would you agree this on the contrary? Okay. So yeah, we, would we sure. want to avoid it in speaking part one then? Exactly. We push exactly. it over to speaking part three. Because we did do an episode a few weeks ago, Jessica, about one student who was describing her house and she was using very formal linking yeah. words, right? In speaking <laughs> part one. And it just, it was weird, right? It's like going yeah. to a barbecue in a tuxedo, we said. So right. that could be a pitfall that our students might, might succumb to here with this exactly. on. Exactly. On the contrary, we want to avoid that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So just three areas on the exam, writing task one, writing task two, speaking part three. That's okay. that's where these are appropriate. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Woo. Good point. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun talking about. I mean, you and I, we could talk about language all day and we just <laughs> we pick could. apart things and the meanings and context and stuff. So it's really getting fun. to like have conversations about language with students from all over the world in our course Yes. I just I love it. I love that awesome. that's my job. Like it's I so know. fun. <laughs> we are so lucky, Jessica. We love it. And we want to welcome more students into the Three Keys Island Success System, guys. If you want to move straight to your dreams, to your future, it is the best way to take that shortcut, right? Do Definitely. it in a smart way. We have the strategies that work. So mm-hmm. come on over to IELTS.allearsenglish.com and get into your trial and get started on the right path to pass the IELTS. I mean, we want to get beyond the IELTS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the be all end all, guys. You have bigger yeah. thing. You have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You got it. Okay. Well, this has been great, Jessica. Thanks for bringing in these three questions from the Facebook group. It's yeah, very cool to pleasure. hear what's going on in there. Lots of activity going on in there. <laughs> so much. So busy on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I will see you next time. All right. Sounds good. Have All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.